Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day. G'day, listeners. Hello, listeners. Hello, Coxie. Hello, Warwick. I got caught out by the security announcement at the start of the session to say it was being recorded. It's like, I know it's being recorded. I pressed record. It's very formal, <laughs> isn't it? I have to press agree, confirm. Do you I'm, really? I'm okay to be recorded. Yep. <laughs> it's not like we have a choice these days. You know, you if any of us uh, still use the good old telephone to ring, I don't know, Telstra or the banks, which is fun. I mean, if, you, if you're looking for entertainment on a on a Tuesday, just ring your bank and uh, <laughs> sit on hold. But it's, uh, you know, we just need to let you know this call is being recorded for coaching and, and training purposes. Do like, they ever coach anyone with those things? I'm pretty sure they don't because I've given lots of critical feedback over the years and nothing appears to change. I have to say, if you want to see some brilliant conflict resolution in place, call Telstra and have a go at the poor girl on the phone. (laughs) They're pretty good at managing conflict, those Telstra call centre operators. Oh, my gosh, they're great at, I don't know how they do it, of not buying into the emotion from customers like me who are losing their berries uh, at the wrong person. What a soul-destroying job that I actually, be. I empathised with someone recently because I got angry. Not at them. I didn't swear at them or anything. I just I had a little outburst because uh, <clears throat> they'd managed to stuff something up, surprisingly. And I said, look, I'm really sorry. I, I shouldn't have done that. That's not appropriate. Um, I'd like to personally apologize. And uh, she said, that's okay. Uh, And I said, honestly, how do you work for this organization? (laughs) And they're obviously not allowed to say anything. Uh, And she said, oh, look, you know, it has its days. (laughs) Well, that'd be understating it. (laughs) Well, I admire them, I must say, that it's pretty... I don't know that I could be complained at all day long. No. Now, we're going to talk in today's episode, Coxie, about something way less confronting, maybe, than being a Telstra call centre operator. I don't think it is. I think for our tradies, it's as confronting as it would be to be a Telstra call centre operator. Imagine, Imagine this, listeners. You are answering the phone at Telstra and being raged at by disgruntled customers. How would that make you feel on a day-to-day basis? Now compare that to when Coxie and I say to you, put up your prices. <laughs> Does that conjure up the same feelings? Because we see a lot of people go into cold sweats and panic when we suggest that they actually consider that Coxie. There's a bit of a spiral just about every single time. And I don't, I think everybody loves the idea of putting up their prices. They just don't know where to start or how to do it. And they worry about ending up being a call centre operator because all their clients are going to ring and complain. Yeah. And yet, 
we have the luxurious position, Coxie, of seeing hundreds and hundreds of businesses having executed this particular profit strategy over the last 10 plus years. I try not to say exactly how many because it just makes me feel older. Uh, <laughs> more than 10 years of observing people implement this as a profit improvement strategy, a cash flow improvement strategy, a sanity improvement strategy of raising their rates, putting up their prices, charging more. And in almost all situations, nothing happens. Well, something happens. They make more money. The prices go up. <laughs> That's it. Nobody blinks an eye. No. Okay. Well, you know, we're, we're so conditioned to pricing going up. Or well, we're so, the sneaky ones now that I see is we get less for the same price. Yes. You go into the, into the supermarket, I guarantee, other than maybe milk, um, which is defined by a literage, so drinks perhaps. Other than that, I think every time their prices go up, very frequently we're getting less grams in our bag of coffee or we're getting less grams in our bag of biscuits or the muesli bars have gone down to five instead of six. Yep. You know, they're making changes. They're putting their prices up in ways that we don't notice and we don't blink an eye. It just doesn't matter. It's no. part of what we expect to happen. And I think that's the point that gets lost here. We as consumers are conditioned for prices to go up. It's no different than us being conditioned by the golden arches to agree to an upsell, which is another strategy that we talk about frequently and we won't go into today. But you are, your clients are continually being conditioned by big business to absorb your price increase without even questioning what's going on. So why then are people so afraid of this, Coxie, if it's so easy? Because they don't want to end up fielding what they believe is going to be a bunch of complaint calls. And that the word that sticks out like prawn's eyes out of that sentence is believe. Mm. We believe that putting up our rates is going to result in a flood of angry phone calls and emails and people packing their bags and moving down the street to the other cheaper cowboy or cowgirl. We believe that and yet we forget that, again, we're conditioned to be loyal to the businesses who serve us well. So if our clients aren't already dissatisfied, they're not going to move away. If they're dissatisfied, different question. I think then they might start to question a price increase, but they're probably going to move on anyway. The price increase really won't do much to motivate them. They're already making those decisions. It becomes their excuse to leave when they're yes. already unhappy. And look, there's been so much research over the years and we can also talk about the whole lies, damned lies and statistics. A lot of that stuff can be manipulated. And in so many customer surveys, people leave not because of price. They leave because they just think you don't care about them. Mm. And then if you put up your rates and they already feel unloved, unappreciated, and really unneeded, then that just becomes the final nail in the coffin. And they're like, that's it. We're done. Out of here. So, and, you know, we, we use Telstra as a shining example of what not to do. Uh, not so long ago, I, I moved, and I've been a Telstra customer for many, many, many years, largely because I've tended to live in regional Australia. 
And so from a mobile coverage point of view, they have the monopoly. Uh, so they've got my mobile business, but I moved my internet away from them recently and I went to a cheaper provider. But it wasn't just because it was cheaper. It was because their service stank and there's no reason for me to pay 30 bucks a month more to get exactly the same thing. It's part of the NBN network. I don't get any different speed or coverage or anything else moving to a different provider and saving 30 bucks a month. So the difference here is I was already unhappy mm. and the price key. became my catalyst to go, aha, I have a way to actually rebalance the value equation. And that's the big difference. Telstra don't provide me anything else that creates value in what they're charging. So I might as well balance those scales up myself as the consumer so I regain a feeling of control in that relationship. Value is exactly where this is at, right? We talk about this frequently with our members. Just in our coaching session this week, we discussed this exact issue with several of our members who are poised and ready to increase their prices. And we were talking about value-based solutions. If you're providing a valued solution, nobody will ever question your prices. If you've managed to understand exactly what issue they have, what problem you're solving, how you're going to provide the solution, the price becomes inconsequential unless it's ridiculous, of course. There's always an extreme. However, it's less of a consideration because they know that they can trust you to provide the solution that they're after. So value actually becomes the big part of the conversation here, not quite so much what the price is, how to put the price up, what to say, what to do. It's ensuring that your customers feel that they're receiving the value for their transaction. And time and again, we talk about um, this from a marketing point of view of actually uh, you know, showing value, educating customers on value and the the spin-off benefit of that is that you can actually uh, support higher rates. People people will pay more for a perception of something. Uh, it's not it's not a logic based decision. Humans are not logical creatures. No. I think this is where a lot of business owners get off track. Is they look at pricing and they look at um, marketing as though humans are logical and that we make decisions based on facts and statistics and mathematical comparisons. And if we did, none of us would wear clothes, <laughs> just full stop. Thank goodness uh, we do. <laughs> but brands wouldn't be a thing. Nobody would spend stupid amounts of money to wear a brand or to drive uh, a you know, expensive motor vehicle, like it, it wouldn't be a thing. And yet it is because humans are not logical. We're emotional creatures. Now that can work against you listeners. If you haven't done the work to create the perception of value, to create the feeling about your business so that people feel understood or heard or appreciated as your customer. If you haven't done the emotional stuff, then all we've got to go on as humans is the 20% logic, 80% of its emotion, 20% of its logic. You take away the emotional feeling, the good, warm and fuzzies like Telstra do every day, 
and I'm just left with the logic. It's like, well, damn it. I'm just going to have to choose on price. You give me no option. And so many business owners miss that piece in their relationships with their clients. They miss the emotional bit. They think it's all about doing the best job. And it just isn't. It's about how you treat your customers as people. Do you mm. show them that you care for them? Do you do little extra bits to demonstrate your concern and care and appreciation for your customers? And there are so many ways to do that these days. Can we share a couple of the tips that we gave away to during our coaching session? Absolutely. Here we are, tight-ass tradies listening to the podcast, not turning into clients. We're giving away more of our tips just because we want to help you and your business. Some of the things that you can do if you're needing to put a big price increase over the line. And again, I believe that clients have been quite positioned to this at the moment, understanding the price increases in timber and steel. I, I think that they also very well or reasonably understand that there is a labor shortage. Therefore, there are higher costs for the businesses to get the right people in place to do the job at hand. So one of the things, we, one of the key strategies we spoke about this week with our team was ensuring that you start by thinking about what you do to service your client in the first place. So if we take the landscaper that we were talking to about this this week, that landscaper does bunches of extra work when he's there without even really thinking about what he's doing. It's just part of his service and what he does. It's never outlined. It's not defined. And therefore, it's a value, It's an opportunity as a value add for him to sell that to his clients. So we're talking about um, some extra pruning. We're talking about removing all the rubbish. We're talking about making sure that all of the paths are blown off when he's finished, not just the area in which he was working in. So some small things that he does all the time to ensure that he's presenting his job as the best quality that he can. And yet we can actually frame that into a positive uh, reward for rolling through a price increase with us as a valued customer. So dear customer, due to the current changes in the climate, you can frame this however you need to depending on your uh, business style and we are having to increase our prices by 20% as at certain date because we continue to uh, value you as a valued client to our XYZ business we're going to start to include these extras within your service each time we come to your home to make sure that we're offering you the best value that we can you're already doing it you're just defining that you're doing it and letting them know that you do it it becomes a value add. It becomes a value proposition. It's no longer, they're not even feeling anymore at the end of that, that email or letter, the dissatisfaction around a price increase. They're looking at the end and thinking, holy wow, they're doing all these extra things for me. That's awesome. I feel so much better about that. The mm. price increase becomes inconsequential. It's not important. When we find a way to add value, particularly when we're already doing it. It's not going to cost me any more to do the things I was already doing. I'm just telling you about it now. Just drawing people's attention to it. Mm. Yeah. And it's so much what we make a big deal in our own head, other people will tend to do the same. Mm. So you think about kids. Any of you listening to this with kids, if, uh, if a spider crawls across the floor and you lose your bananas because you're afraid of spiders as a grown-up, your kids will model that behavior and take on 
our fears as adults. That's how kids learn what to be afraid of. They take on what they see others doing, what they're responding to. And I'm not saying customers are children, although perhaps some of them behave like it at times, uh, <laughs> as we do as business owners. But if we are worried about our rates going up and if we're feeling anxious and nervous and apprehensive about it and just thinking that way, our customers will pick up on that and think, oh gosh, this guy's or girl's not very confident or they're a bit uptight about this. I guess I should feel the same way too. They don't do that exact logical thought process. But remember what I said earlier, humans are emotional creatures. We're not logical. We're, ba we're social creatures. We pick up social cues. Social cues are not maths and, and science. Social cues are body language and emotions and feelings. And so if you feel scared about raising your rates, your customers are going to feel scared too, and they're going to react accordingly and be scared that you're putting your prices up. So if you're confident and believe in yourself and the service that you offer and you know exactly what Nick's talking about here of you already do so much of this stuff as great trade business owners, you do amazing things for people. You go above and beyond. You care about your work. We know you do. We hear stories from you every day about how much you care about your work and your customers and the quality of the job and what that says about you. They're all emotional things, those feelings. If you communicate that when you put up your rates from the point of view of this is actually going to let us continue to do amazing things for you as a client and take even better care of you because we're not, you know, scrimping and scraping on materials or looking for cheap subcontractors or, you know, letting the rubbish pile up in your yard because we're trying to cut corners with costs. We don't want to be a big corporate business that's screwing everybody down. We want to actually deliver quality and service and care about our customers. And to do that, we're going to increase our, our base rate by 13.5% over the next 60 days. Like, it's just, it's a different conversation. It's a totally different conversation. <laughs> it's one they're prepared for anyway. If yes. You think, about, think about your suppliers, how many in your utes or on your site or wherever you are today, think about all of the supplies that you've received an email or a letter from in the last six months advising you of a price increase. Have you even blinked your eye? Did you even read it? Or did you just understand that it's part and parcel of what's going on at the moment and you just moved on? Yeah. And as you said earlier, Coxie, clients have been conditioned not just by business but by the media. Mm. People consume media and things go up. You know, the conversations in the media are about these sorts of issues. And so people are expecting it. They're almost, they're almost waiting for it to happen. Mm. Uh, so part of it is not playing into our own fear. Mm. Um, part of it is obviously recognizing that we already do a bunch of stuff that's quote unquote extra to what's expected. We exceed expectations in a lot of ways. So it's just bringing that to the front of our conversations and making people aware of it. And part of it is also actually, um, I guess, recognizing that in putting our rates up, if we do lose a few clients, we can actually still make more profit, dollar profit. Mm. Because doing those jobs where you know you've done your backside, they're usually for problem clients. They're where the margins were skinnier. And you get rid of those clients and then you work with more of the better clients. Mm. So yes, you lose a few and you still make more money. We've got fancy tables and spreadsheets that can show you how that works. 
Um, but basically you can afford to drop, you know, 10%, 20% of your customers if you're putting your rates up by, you know, 10 or 20% and still make the same money. And again, when you look at surveys, customer surveys, not that many people actually leave. And in fact, a lot of our clients, sadly, um, get told by customers, oh yeah, I thought you were going to put your rates up years ago. You guys have been way too cheap. You're too cheap. I was like, I was oh, going to tell you, but you're too that's cheap. That's a facepalm moment, that one. <laughs> and yet it happens all the time. And so I think the moral of the story here today is how do you put your prices up? You just do it. You just do it. Just, just do it. You just go out there next week, make a decision, frame it up, give it to your clients and just do it, please. There you go. Problem solved. Problem solved. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.